Welcome to Healthy Births, Happy Babies, where we share tips, tools, and stories grounded in natural childbirth and parenting principles, so that instead of feeling overwhelmed and confused during this exciting time in your life, you feel safe, supported, and empowered in your childbirth and parenting journey. And now, here's your host, Dr. Jay Warren. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Healthy Births, Happy Babies. I'm Dr. Jay Warren. I'm the prenatal and pediatric chiropractor here at the Cap Wellness Center. And today's guest, we have Anna Gannon. She's with Expectful.com. It's a, an amazing new resource that I just came across, and I'm really happy to share it with you. It's a website, and they have apps that's all guided meditations for pregnancy. Well, there's fertility, there's pregnancy, and parenthood. So it has probably 10 or 12 different guided meditations in each of the sections, and it's just a really great resource. And Anna's here to share today about that, but also all the benefits of meditation and how it can help you during your pregnancy, uh, to get pregnant during your pregnancy, but then also as a mom. So I want to share that with you as soon as possible. But as always, let me take a moment to take a word from our sponsor, the Cap Wellness Center. and I'm the acupuncturist at Cap Wellness Center. One of the things I love about working at Cap Wellness Center is getting to be around all the brave, strong, and inspiring women. I'm always inspired by my patients' ability to rise to their challenges, overcome obstacles, and also get creative in their pursuit towards their health goals. I feel honored to be a part of their journey, whether it's helping them to start a family, have a healthy pregnancy, or helping them through their postpartum recovery. All right, so let me introduce Anna to you, and then we'll switch over to our conversation. Anna Gannon is a mom, the community guide, and editorial lead at Expectful, a writer, and a yoga and meditation guide. Her work has been featured on the Huffington Post, Mind Body Green, Yoga Today, and the Expectful blog. Anna is passionate about the importance of mind, body, and sometimes baby connection. Her mission is to improve women's emotional health during their fertility pregnancy and new motherhood experience by sharing open and honest stories, educating them on the benefits of meditation and movement, and most importantly, letting them know they are never alone. So with that, let me switch over to my conversation with Anna. All right, Anna, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Hi, Dr. J. Good to be here. Hello. Well, it's going to be a great time talking with you about Expectful and about uh, meditation. I'm really impressed. First of all, I'm just going to say it right away. I'm really impressed with Expectful.com and all the guided meditations that you offer there. And I want to jump into all of those um, and the benefits and the like. But before we do all of that, give us a little more context about how you got involved with Expectful and just meditation for pregnancy and mamas as well. Yeah, sure. So it's a it's a big long story um, how I got into Expectful. So I'll shorten it up for everyone. Um, mm-hmm. But it starts back when I was pregnant. So I have a daughter. She's 18 months now. Uh, so back in 2015, I was a full time yoga instructor while pregnant. So I worked at a studio down in Soho, Manhattan, and it was it was my life. It was my community. I just like loved what I did. I loved the people I worked with and the people that came to my classes. And around seven and a half months pregnant, so really big belly, uh, I came into work one day and the studio owner decided to just kind of switch things up and 
let go of almost all of their instructors. Mm. So yeah, it was a big, uh, a big surprise, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, and it's funny cause I, I actually, I got let go with a fellow yoga teacher who's my best friend as well. We got let go at the same time. Um, and I just remember being like huge and pregnant and like crying and she's just looking at me like, hold it together. <laughs> <laughs> but needless to say, um, it was one of the most difficult moments of my life, like just kind of getting hit out of left field with being pregnant and then also losing my job. So losing my income and also, and even more importantly to me, uh, losing my community and the people that I love so much. So when that happened, I obviously was very stressed because I was worried about money. And then I was starting to fall into depression simply because I just didn't know where I was in life. I I got kicked off balance. Uh, But a really interesting thing that happened is the day that I got let go, I got an email in my inbox from a very dear friend of mine who is a hypnotherapist and I go see him for sessions. So he had been kind of seeing me throughout my whole pregnancy and he found out the news. And he helps to write Expectful's meditations at the time. And they were just in beta, just starting out. And he said, you know, Anna, I really think like I've been doing these meditations, helping to write them and their meditations for pregnancy. I think that you should jump on this beta, meditate, because this is obviously not a good time for you and just see what happens. And I remember seeing the email and I was like, oh, okay, you know, I guess so. I, I was not like... I had never meditated before, even though I was a yoga instructor, which I think surprises a lot of people. I was more so into the physical aspect. Um, But I was like, okay, I knew that how I felt, how I was stressed, how I was falling in deeper and deeper into a depression that it just, it couldn't be good for me, obviously. But I just knew that it wasn't good for my baby. You know, just Mm -hmm. something in me was just like, this is feeling this way. This just can't be good for her. So I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to meditate. And I made uh, a rule with myself that I was going to do it for 30 days every day. So every morning, wake up, meditate, and just see what happens. And you're and how far along at this point? I'm seven and a half months seven pregnant. Half. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and what I was really shocked at, cause I tried meditation in the past, but it, that's why I was like kind of skeptical about it. Cause it just never really did it for me. I never really understood it, but what caught me off guard about expectfuls is that it was guided. So I felt like I was being guided the whole entire way and it was speaking directly to what was happening like to me at that moment. So talking about being pregnant, talking about my baby, talking about her kicking and it just helped me to kind of like sink into it, helps me to relax And I was really, really shocked to see that even after just a few days, I started to see these differences. Mm -hmm. And I'm someone that struggles with like depression. I'm someone that struggles with, with anger. And I just saw myself being able to just let it go, you know, not, not realizing that everything's life and death. So I became a little bit easier. I became a little bit lighter I started to get happier. You know, my husband even started to make comments before he even knew that I was meditating. He's like, what are you doing different? What's what's different here? Um, so that's how I came into to Expectful. What's, what's even funnier is that they, you know, I did, uh, since we were in beta, I 
told the founder what I thought, because that's what they were doing at the time, just kind of interviewing the people that were on the beta to see what the, how the meditations felt and just getting feedback. And I thought that was the end. You know, I was like, oh, this is a great platform. I'm so happy I got to meditate. And, you know, that's it. And two weeks after I gave birth to my daughter, the founder reached out to me and was just like, told me his story, which is one that, that's just so beautiful that he made this platform as a tribute to his mother who struggled with depression and anxiety when he was young and when she was pregnant with him. And after hearing his story and after obviously like seeing how incredible like meditation was for me during my pregnancy, I was like, I'm all in, of course, like, yes, I want to come on board. So he offered me the job and I took it and the rest is history. And the rest (laughs) is history. And so now what is your role there at um, Expectful? Yeah, so it's changed a lot. I mean, initially it was just him and I, so I kind of did everything. Now I am the community guide. So that means that every day I talk to pregnant women, new moms, women who are preparing to get pregnant, and I talk about their emotions. I onboard them onto the platform. Um, I just discuss what's going on with them, and I get to really know what's happening to these women in this journey. And I, I let them know how meditation can help. So I kind of give them like the lowdown on meditation, how they can do it, um, how they can use it, how they can sit, all of those things. And then I'm also the editorial lead at Expectful. So I do a lot of the writing and I manage the blog. That's another passion of mine. Right. And I noticed, especially you noticed in your, uh, in your bio too, but post on the Huffington Post and, you know, really spreading the message and spreading the word. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's so important. I I feel like during my pregnancy, I didn't realize the emotional side. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, as a yoga instructor, I was so caught up in eating well. I was so caught up in moving my body well. And those things, I mean, don't get me wrong, like they are so important as well. But I didn't realize that there was this other connection, this emotional well-being that I just wasn't thinking about. And I wasn't giving myself the space to, to practice it. So I, that's why, I, you know, I write and I come on podcasts. I do whatever I can. You know, I talk, yeah. like I said, I talk to women every day just to try and educate them on it. So, Right. And in your experience, you described that you, you're feeling less depression, less anger. Like what are the, what are the typical challenges that a pregnant mom is experiencing that um, when you're talking with them saying, hey, meditation could be a tool that you use. And then let's let's talk more about penetration as that tool. But what are the types of things that most commonly women are being helped with by it? Yeah, uh, there's a lot. Uh, the main one is sleep. So our sleep meditation is the number one used hands down in all the categories. So whether you're trying to get pregnant, pregnant or a new mom, sleep. Uh, and it really helps them. Like I've had women emailing me, calling me like in the middle of the night, like your medit, like the meditation wasn't working, like perhaps their phone, something they didn't download the uploads or the um, most recent <laughs> upload, you know, and they really need it to fall asleep. So that's number one. Um, anxiety. So anxiety in the first trimester when everything's a little uncertain, that's a big one. Um, anxiety when you're waiting to get test. So when you're doing like your 20 and 22nd week test, uh, obviously for new moms, sleep is a big one as well, but also trying to, you know, handle everything that's changing. 
So focus is a big one. We have a meditation. That was one that I was really uh, gung-ho about creating for new moms because I was having so many issues after I gave birth on just focusing on one task. So that was one as well. And then the preparing to conceive is various emotions. Um, I mean, it's so hard with the preparing to conceive because it's such a stressful time during the Mm. two-week wait just always feeling like you're waiting for this positive pregnancy test. So through that, we really try to just support them through like overcoming sadness, through like being with uncertainty. So all the things that kind of come up in this, this wave. <laughs> right. And just to give our listeners a little pers- um, or a context, like an unexpectful, there's really, what is it? One, two, three, four, five main sections of meditations. Mm-hmm. There's a preparing to conceive first, second, third trimester, and then motherhood. So as wherever you find yourself on the journey, there's a particular section <laughs> for you. <laughs> and then within each section, there's many different, um, many different topics to kind of match where you're at at the moment. Yeah. And that's done. I mean, obviously on purpose, we, we want to tailor it as much as possible so that any woman, whatever she's experiencing emotionally, she can open up expectful and see the meditation that she needs. And throughout the process, like as we build as a company, we want to get more and more specific and create more and more libraries to just have everything because sometimes you, you just really don't have anywhere to turn, you know, and, and we want to be that place for women where they can feel like they, they're like getting it right. And they have like this support that's just in their hands at all times. Well, and obviously like part of a lot of what you're doing at Expectful is community building, but especially if it's in either your app or on the computer, a person that's going through these somewhat challenging and I don't want to say negative necessarily emotions, but challenging emotions, they might not want to reach out, but anonymously they can go through these resources and be like, yes, that's what I'm feeling and be able to get some resources to be able to help um, move through something or sort through something rather than feeling alone and not having uh, a place to work with, you know, not just insomnia, but, you know, like fear of giving birth or fear of becoming pregnant or whatever it might be. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's one of the biggest things. Like that's one of my biggest missions is to make women not feel alone and make them feel like what they're feeling isn't wrong. Like if they're having fear around giving birth, like I want them to have a place to be able to talk about that, a place that they could go and they, or that they don't even need to talk about it. Right. Like they mm-hmm. just have something they could turn on and it's just going to su- support them right then and there. Right. Yeah. And especially with a lot of, I mean, this is kind of outside, um, doing like shadow work or, or things like that, where you just want to acknowledge what is and acknowledge the fear rather than trying to push it down. Because if you just try and push it down, it's, it could rear its ugly head even bigger later on. So having a place to be able to work with it rather than um, push it away allows the first, second trimester, the third, or even the birth to go that much better. Or, you know, parenthood as well. There's a lot of times <laughs> yeah. where at the end of the day, we're like, oh, no, I need something. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean... That's something I've been learning more and more, I feel, especially in these last few months about emotions and about what you're saying, like the shadow, right? So if we, if we have an emotion, I love that you said not a negative one, because it's so important to say like, you know, anger is not negative, right? right. Like it's just another emotion. 
but say you're constantly, you know, getting angry about something or something's upsetting you and you're just pushing it down, you're never looking at it. Instead, you're hiding it, right? You're just pushing it down, pushing it down. Nothing can get pushed down forever. Eventually, mm-hmm. it's going to erupt. But if we look at the anger, if we look at these emotions as they're happening and we, we're not scared to feel what we're feeling, that's when they can go away. It's when we get scared of feeling them and then push them down that they just layer on top of each other. Right. And then it just becomes like a, bo- like a volcano, right? right? Like eventually it's going to erupt. And not even just emotionally. I mean, those emotions obviously are affecting our biochemistry and our physiology and a lot of suppressed emotion starts speaking up um, as physical um, problems. And if you're marinating a baby in those kind of emotions, then your physiology is off and you're not going to be able to, you know, grow and nurture that baby in the, the way that you ideally want to. So the more tools we have to be able to, um, allow a woman to, you know, process that and be as healthy as possible, then, you know, the better, and especially working with those emotions is key. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I saw that firsthand, when I was 23, I lost my period for four years Hmm. and no one knew why. And I didn't know why, you know, I'm just like, why? And one, I was, I was running a lot. Right. But I'm like a muscular girl. So it wasn't like I'm, I'm broad and muscular. So I'd walk in the doctor's office and, you know, tell them I lost my period. And, and none of them ever thought, you know, maybe she's working out too much. Cause I just, I never looked too thin, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that that was a big factor. But on top of that, the stress that I was feeling about losing my period and feeling like, am I ever going to get pregnant? Is there something really wrong with me? Mm-hmm. I mean, that just like piled on top of each other. And then I didn't get it back for four years. And it wasn't until I started looking at my stress and de-stressing that it eventually came back. So I think it's like coming up, you know, it's, it's even before we get pregnant. And I love that you brought it into how it affects the body because that's exactly what it does. I mean, stress is the fear of the fight or flight process that happens. So, of course, it's affecting our body. It's affecting our organs. It's affecting everything. Right. And especially, I mean, meditation is so powerful in helping keeping those cortisol levels down and the adrenaline down so that not only are you out of that fight or flight response that's coursing through your veins and changing your physiology, but then because those hormones also cross the placenta, then baby's not having the fight or flight reaction in their own physiology and, and getting wired as well as developed in a more you know stressful environment than a relaxed environment. Right, exactly. Because we send signals, right, when we're pregnant to our baby, we send signals as to what the environment is outside. And the baby develops to be able to deal with the environment that they think they're going to come into. And I think it's good to say that like a little bit of cortisol is is fine, right? Mm -hmm. Like going through and it's even beneficial. But big amounts Right. Like one study, um, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but uh, the the ice storm in Canada. Did you hear about this? No, no. Okay, so I think it was something like 18 years ago. There was like the biggest ice storm in, in Canada. And what happened is that like it froze everything. People didn't have power for something like 30 days. And they also had no connection to the outside world. So they didn't know if tomorrow like people were coming to help. So it was like hard to even get firewood. Like they couldn't, everything was just frozen. If you look at pictures, it's just, it looks like a war zone. Mm. And 
a scientist because, you know, you can't really do studies on pregnant women, right? Because it's, it's not ethical when it comes right. to stress. You can't study right. how it's going to affect them. So this scientist went in right after the ice storm and started doing research on the women that were pregnant during the, the ice storm and started following their babies post ice storm. And what they found is that the longer that a woman, say, was without power, meaning like the longer that her stress was in her pregnancy, the more the children had uh, like worse motor skills, they had language issues, uh, and they were more, more likely to have like ADHD. So it just shows that this like, and obviously that's an extreme, right? Like, I don't want to scare women. Like that is like an extreme stress. Like you're like worried about your life, but something happened there that it affected the children. So that's, that's one of the studies that we talk about in expectful that just, we don't know exactly what's happening with stress during pregnancy, but we know from that study and from other studies that there's obviously something is getting transferred, right? Like some switches are turning off and some switches are turning on. Right. And that's, it sounds like similar results to what's kind of famously known as the Dutch famine um, study. Mm. It was the same kind of thing. It was back in World War II that um, when with the German occupation, there was large scale um, starvation in the Netherlands while that with that occupation. And the same thing, those babies came out more stressed, more colicky, having more diabetic problems, more um, just stressful health problems than outside of that famine window. And it just, right. it's just so important. And so again, to echo what you just said, that's an extreme example to illustrate a point. And so stress is obviously on a continuum and hopefully we're not in ice storms and we're not going to be in a huge famine in, environment like that. That's a blessing, but understanding that, that as much as possible to be aware of your stresses and aware that it's affecting your baby is really important. Yeah. And I think another thing is, is just that so much, so many of us don't even know that we're stressed. Mm -hmm. Right. Like when I lost my period when I was 23, if you would have asked me during that time, are you stressed? I would have been like, no. <laughs> but of course, now I can look back and be like, man, I was really stressed back then. And I think that that's another thing. And that's something that meditation really helps you to be able to see. Right. So I'll give you an example. Five days after I gave birth to my daughter. I had only slept for six hours, right? Mm. So it's just like that in itself. It just sounds horrible. And it was. <laughs> <laughs> but what was happening is I was having issues breastfeeding. So my daughter was not really latching well. And I mean, there was at one point, like, I remember looking at my door to like go to bed and just being so scared because I knew she wasn't going to sleep at all. It was just like another night of no sleep because she couldn't latch and she would just scream and cry. And, um, it was just a, a, just a challenging time. And I wasn't sleeping. It was on six hours. And there was this moment five days in where I had a chance to sleep, right? And when you're, when you're a new parent, it's, it's really a chance, right? It's like a window. So I'm like, okay, so I, I lay down. I'm like, I'm going to sleep. I'm going to sleep. And I can't fall asleep. Right. <laughs> of course, right? It's like I have like a half hour to fall asleep and I can't fall asleep. So completely exhausted upset, 
you know, I'm just like, okay, I hadn't meditated. I, I forgot completely about meditation in those five days. Um, I had something else to, to really focus on. So I was like, all right, if I can't sleep, because I knew that meditation helps you to sleep deeper, like allows your body to sleep deeper than sleep. I was like, all right, let me meditate and maybe that will work. So I sat down, closed my eyes and all of a sudden, for the first time in, in five days after being through this whole transition, I start to see my thoughts rather than just having them. Mm. And they were like, you are a horrible mom. Mm. <laughs> you are like, you can't, your baby can't even breastfeed. Like you don't deserve to be a mom. Your baby would be better off if you weren't here. Oh. And I just see these thoughts and I'm like, Oh, Oh my gosh. You know? And that moment, I, I realized, obviously, like my body was under like attack, you know what I mean? It was under attack by these thoughts that were just happening to me. And that's fine. And it happens to all of us. Our mind, our brain is its main function is to think it's very good that it thinks, but it's trying to problem solve. And this was not good problem solving. So I saw it, I meditated. And I was I, I did go into postpartum depression. But I always tell people that it, it's funny because although I was in postpartum depression, I was able to always see my thoughts and I was always able to see that I wasn't them. Hmm. So although I was going through this, it was almost like there was this, this space in between that was like, okay, I can see what's happening. I'm just going to, I'm just in this and that's okay. Just as long as I don't become it, right? Just like keep the space, keep the space, see the thoughts. So after that day of meditating, the five days in, it was a non-negotiable thing every day from then on. It's like, I need to meditate. I need to make sure that I'm checking in and I'm seeing how I feel. So it was just this thing that I didn't know that I was even stressed because I didn't have time to even think about it, right. but I was, wow. you know, it was just that simple pause and look at it. Well, I'm really glad you mentioned that because especially for women that might be um, dealing with postpartum depression right now, that what your experience was that even though you were aware of your thoughts being different than you want them to be, it still didn't necessarily erase the postpartum depression. It probably allowed you yeah. to flex with it better and move through it quicker than if you did identify with those thoughts. But I think if someone's going through challenges with postpartum depression now and they're being either told or they're thinking themselves like if I just get rid of these thoughts then I'll be fine that's not necessarily true so it might mm. take the edge off of someone listening I hope um, I mean I, I, I don't wish that on anyone but the more resources they have to be able to ease through it the better oh yeah yeah I, and I think that that's that's something with meditation that people often think like, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to meditate and all of a sudden I'm going to be enlightened. Right. Yes. <laughs> like, and that's why so many people quit because they sit down and they see all these thoughts and they're like, Oh, I can't do it. I can't stop thinking. I, I can't meditate. I think too much, but that's, that's not what medit like your brain is supposed to think. I I'm so happy when people say that they're thinking, I'm like, I'm so happy. That means you're alive. That's really great. <laughs> you know? like your brain is supposed to do that. <laughs> That's like its primary function. Just as your heart beats, your brain thinks. So you don't want to stop that. But what meditation does is just as I said with the postpartum, it allows you to see the thoughts. It allows you to acknowledge them. And just watch them pass by. There's a lot of times teachers will tell you like a cloud in the sky, right? Like you see a blue sky, the thoughts are the clouds, just let them pass by. 
And eventually you just, every time you see a thought, you bring yourself back into the present moment. You realize you're not the thought. And then maybe you have another thought and then you catch that thought and then you bring yourself back to the present moment. So it's just this constant practice of like, there's a thought, I see it back to the present moment. There's a thought, I see it back to my breath. And a constantly evolving skill, right? In the same way that you're not going to get enlightened the first time, nor may you ever, but it is something that the more you make it a regular practice, you get good at the things you practice or you get better at the things you practice and it evolves and um, becomes more and more powerful as you go. Oh yeah. Just like working out, right? you know, your brain is a muscle. So you're just practicing the muscle, just like you would practice lifting, you know, a weight with your bicep. And that's also to say that like every day, every time you work out, you probably don't love it every day, right? Like there's some day when you're, some days when you're working out and you're like, I feel amazing. Like I could run forever. And then there's other days when you work out and you're like, oh my gosh, like I just got to get through this run. Mm -hmm. It's the same with meditation. So it's not like every time you're going to sit down and you're going to feel amazing. There's going to be sometimes you sit down and you're like, oh, I just can't wait for this meditation to get over with. But you know that it's so good for you that you keep doing it. And you know, the more that you do it, you know, the better you're going to feel, the more focus you're going to have, the better you're going to sleep, like the more rich your relationships are going to be with your husband, with your baby, and even most importantly, with yourself. Right. Well, and I think the tools that you have, um, them being guided meditations is really important because I think you were talking about that too, of like, well, I can't stop thinking, so I'm I'm not a good meditator, so I'm not going to do it anymore. And if the goal is to not is to stop thinking that's just not going to happen as you said that's what your brain does but if you have something to focus on and to be led and for the focus exercise to be following the words following the ideas and the concepts and feel what you feel then it gives something it gives your mind something to do um, so that it can be channeled and strengthened rather than like running all around like the monkey brain they call it right Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I love about the guided meditations. Cause like you said, they do it for you. Right. So instead of you kind of having to catch your thoughts, like every time maybe there's a lull in the person speaking, the, the teacher, and then all of a sudden they'll speak and it will bring you back into the present moment. So it really is like guided meditation. It's having a guide like they're with you, like an extra support system that's helping you to come back into the present moment while also talking about these things that you're going through, like the exact experiences that you're having in the moment and just allowing you to be able to see them in a different perspective. Nice. Well, what are, so your, which, what are some of your favorite meditations that you recommend people um, try out and start with? Yeah, I mean, I have so many. Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Besides all of them, Anna. Yeah. <laughs> All of them, and um, I really like our newest ones that we just put on, uh, Trusting the Body, especially mm-hmm. actually for across the board, right? Because preparing to conceive, you, you obviously really need to trust your body and trust that it knows what it's doing. And then you move into pregnancy, and it's the same thing through all the trimesters, you know, like you can't go inside, you can't see your baby unless you're you're going to an ultrasound. So I think it's really helpful to kind of do this meditation where you're just trusting that your body is taking care of your baby. Um, and then obviously in motherhood, it's for a different reason, right? Like you're trusting your body to produce breast milk or you're trusting your body to heal, to know that it naturally knows how to do that. Um, 
And then the other ones, I really like the progressive relaxation because it relaxes your body by kind of taking you through this journey of each body part. And it just feels, it just feels amazing. You know, it like completely relaxes you. You just feel like mush at the end. Yeah. Um, and I like to, sorry to interrupt, but I do like to, that you have like 10 minute versions and 20 minute versions of most, if not all of them, um, that if you only have 10 minutes, you can go into that. Or if you want to spend extra time to be able to have the extra time with the same theme. Oh yeah. I mean, when I started expect, well, I, like, uh, I'll be very honest. I did the 10 minutes, <laughs> you know, I was like, there is no way I'm going to sit down for 20 minutes right. <laughs> and meditate. So I really love that they had that option. I mean, now I, now it's the opposite. Now I'm like 10 minutes. I need 20. Um, so I, I agree. I love it that we give that to women, especially cause you never know where they are in the journey and when they do have time or when they don't. Yeah. Nice. Well, tell people how they can uh, find out more. And I know you have a free trial for people to try things out. Yeah. So we have a 14 day free trial. You can find us on expectful.com and we're also in the app store. So if you have an iPhone, you can download the app right, right there. Uh, and then you can also find us on the expectful blog. You'll see me a lot there. Uh, I write a lot of stories about motherhood, about pregnancy, about my entire journey. And so does some of our other very talented writers. Um, and you can find us on Instagram. A lot of our people hang out there. So it's just at expectful. Great. I'll make sure all those links are, um, included in the show notes as well as on the the blog post so you can click on over to check things out and you know with uh with our last minutes you know what's the major take-home message you'd like a mom listening to or one of the dads if they're listening as well um Mm -hmm. to take from our today's conversation yeah i would say um i hope or I, i wish for you that every day you work on loving yourself And whether that's through meditation, whether that's through breathing exercises, yoga, whatever, whatever that looks like for you, I just, I wish that every day people can do that because I think the more that we start to love ourselves, we just have so much more love to give to everyone around us. Especially our little ones. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And what about the little ones? If there is a, a little message or a pearl of wisdom that you'd like to listen or whisper into the baby's ear, if they're listening either in utero or after yeah. the fact, what, what would you like to share with them? Uh, I want to, I was going to make a joke about, um, about like let mom sleep, <laughs> <laughs> right. let her sleep, sleep through the night. <laughs> That's good advice. Listen, babies, yeah. listen. but I would say, uh, to a baby, never doubt how much love, how much you are loved. Mm. Cause I always look at my daughter and just wonder or hope, like, I, I wonder if she knows how much I love her. Like, I wonder if she'll ever really understand just how much I love her. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Well, Anna, I mean, thank you so much for being here. Um, I love expectful.com. I've already referred a lot of people to it. Um, it's, it's really comprehensive. I think that's what the one thing that I was so impressed by that it wasn't just like, Oh, you're pregnant here. Listen to this. It's, it just goes <laughs> on and on and you can really find your way through it. So, um, I'm very impressed by it. I, um, 
I applaud you for it. And I want all of you listeners to just go check it out. It's like listen to some of the tracks, see if it resonates with you. And if it does, then just use it as a tool and during your pregnancy and um, afterwards to just make sure everything is healthy, as happy as possible. Mm, thanks, Dr. J. All right, thank you. Thank you for joining us today. For more information about this episode and other natural childbirth and parenting topics, please visit us at capwellnesscenter.com or message us on our Facebook page with any questions you might have. We here at the Cap Wellness Center look forward to helping you and your family be as happy and healthy as you can be.